Section 46 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia as the narrator. Alan Mapstone as Bernardo. Jim Locke as Francisco. Eva Davis as Horatio. Thomas Peter as Marcellus. And Nemo as Hamlet. The World Story, Volume 8. Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 46. The Ghost of Hamlet's Father by William Shakespeare. The scene of Hamlet is laid at Elsinore, and the ghost appears on the platform of the castle of Cronenberg. Hamlet's grave and Ophelia's brook are shown at Marian List, having been invented for anxious inquirers by the complacent inhabitants. The Editor Elsinore, a platform before the castle. Francisco at his post. Enter to him, Bernardo. Who's there? Nay, answer me. Stand and unfold yourself. Long live the king. Bernardo? He. You come most carefully upon your hour. Tis now struck twelve. Get thee to bed, Francisco. For this relief much, thanks. Tis bitter cold, and I am sick at heart. Have you had quiet guard? Not a mouse stirring. Well, good night. If you do meet Horatio and Marcellus, the rivals of my watch, bid them make haste. I think I hear them. Stand ho! Who's there? Enter Horatio and Marcellus. Friends to this ground. And liegemen to the Dane. Give you good night. Oh, farewell, honest soldier. Who hath relieved you? Bernardo has my place. Give you good night. Exit. Hola, Bernardo. Say, what? Is Horatio there? A piece of him. Welcome, Horatio. Welcome, good Marcellus. What? Has this thing appeared again to-night? I have seen nothing. Horatio says tis but our fantasy, and will not let belief take hold of him, touching this dreaded sight twice seen of us. Therefore I have entreated him along with us to watch the minutes of this night, that if again this apparition come, he may approve our eyes and speak to it. Tush, tush, twill not appear. Sit down a while and let us once again assail your ears that are so fortified against our story what we have two nights seen well sit we down and let us hear bernardo speak of this last night of all when yon same star that westward from the pole had made his course to illume that part of heaven where now it burns marcellus and myself the bell then beating one Enter ghost. Peace, break thee off. Look where it comes again. In the same figure, like the king that's dead. Thou art a scholar. Speak to it, Horatio. Looks it not like the king? Mark it, Horatio. Most like. It harrows me with fear and wonder. It would be spoke to. Question it, Horatio. What art thou that usurpest this time of night? together with that fair and warlike form in which the majesty of buried denmark did sometimes march 
by heaven i charge thee speak it is offended see it stalks away stay speak speak i charge thee speak exit ghost tis gone and will not answer how now horatio you tremble and look pale is not this something more than fantasy what think you want before my god i might not disbelieve without the sensible and true avouch of mine own eyes is it not like the king as thou art to thyself such was the very armour he had on when he the ambitious norway combated so frowned he once when in an angry parl he smote the sledded pole-axe on the ice tis strange thus twice before and jump at this dead hour with martial stock hath he gone by our watch while horatio and marcellus are discussing the ghost and fearing lest its appearance forebode some disaster to the state it suddenly appears again but soft behold lo where it comes again re-enter ghost i'll cross it though it blast me stay illusion if thou hast any sound or use of voice speak to me if there be any good thing to be done that may to thee do ease and grace to me speak to me cock crows if thou art privy to thy country's fate which happily foreknowing may avoid oh speak or if thou hast abhorred in thy life extorted treasure in the womb of earth for which they say you spirits oft walk in death speak of it stay and speak stop it marcellus shall i strike at it with my partisan do if it will not stand tis here tis here exit ghost tis gone we do it wrong being so majestical to offer it the show of violence for it is as the air invulnerable and our vain blows malicious mockery it was about to speak when the cock crew and then it started like a guilty thing upon a fearful summons i have heard the cock that is the trumpet to the morn doth with his lofty and shrill sounding throat awake the god of day and at his warning whether in sea or fire in earth or air the extravagant and erring spirit hies to his confine and of the truth herein this present object made probation it faded on the crowing of the cock some say that ever gainst that season comes wherein our saviour's birth is celebrated the bird of dawning singeth all night long and then they say no spirit dares walk abroad the nights are wholesome then no planet strike no fairy takes no witch hath power to charm so hallowed and so gracious is the time so have i heard and do in part believe it but look the morn in russet mantle clad walks over the dew of yon high eastern hill break we our watch up and by my advice let us impart what we have seen to-night unto young hamlet for upon my life this spirit dumb to us will speak to him do you consent we shall acquaint him with it as needful in our loves fitting our duty let's do it i pray and i this morning know where we shall find him most conveniently Exeunt. Thus it is that they tell the story to Hamlet. Two nights together had these gentlemen, Marcellus and Bernardo, on their watch, in the dead vast and middle of the night, been thus encountered. A figure like your father, 
armed at point exactly capape appears before them and with solemn march goes slow and stately by them thrice he walked by their oppressed and fierce surprised eyes within his truncheon's length whilst they distilled almost to jelly with the act of fear stand dumb and speak not to him this to me in dreadful secrecy in part they did and i with them the third night kept the watch whereas they had delivered both in time form of the thing each word made true and good the apparition comes i knew your father these hands are not more like but where was this my lord upon the platform where we watched did you not speak to it my lord i did but answer made it none yet once methought it lifted up its head and did address itself to motion like as it would speak but even then the morning-cock grew loud and at the sound it shrunk in haste away and vanished from our sight this is very strange as i do live my honoured lord tis true and we did think it writ down in our duty to let you know of it indeed indeed sirs but this troubles me hold you the watch to-night we do my lord armed say you armed my lord from top to toe my lord from, from head, head to, foot. to foot then saw you not his face oh yes my lord he wore his beaver up what looked he frowningly countenance more in sorrow than in anger pale or red nay very pale and fixed his eyes upon you most constantly i would i had been there it would have much amazed you very like very like state it long well one with moderate haste might tell a hundred longer longer not when i saw it his beard was grisly no it was as i have seen it in his life a sable silvered i will watch to-night perchance it will walk again i warrant it will if it assume my noble father's person i'll speak to it though hell itself should gape and bid me hold my peace i pray you all if you have hitherto concealed this sight let it be tenable in your silence still and whatsoever else shall hap to-night give it an understanding but no tongue i will requite your loves so fare you well upon the platform twixt eleven and twelve i'll visit you our duty to your honour your loves is mine to you farewell exeunt all but hamlet my father's spirit in arms all is not well i doubt some foul play would the night were come till then sit still my soul foul deeds will rise though all the earth o'erwhelm them to men's eyes exit when night has come hamlet goes out on the platform and in a few minutes the ghost appears look my lord it comes enter ghost angels and ministers of grace defend us be thou a spirit of health or goblin damned bring with thee airs from heaven or blast from hell be thy intents wicked or charitable thou comest in such a questionable shape that i will speak to thee i'll call thee hamlet king father royal dane oh answer me let me not burst in ignorance but tell why thy canonized bones 
hearst and death have burst their cerements why the sepulchre wherein we saw thee quietly and earned hath oped his ponderous and marble jaws to cast thee up again what may this mean that thou dead course again in complete steel revisits thus the glimpses of the moon making night hideous and we fools of nature so horridly to shake our disposition with thoughts beyond the reaches of our souls say why is this wherefore what should we do ghost beckons hamlet it beckons you to go away with it as if it some apartment did desire to you alone look with what courteous action it waves you to a more removed ground but do not go with it no by no means it will not speak then will i follow it do not my lord why what should be the fear i do not set my life at a pin's fee and for my soul what can it do to that being a thing immortal as itself it weighs me forth again i'll follow it what if it tempt you toward the flood my lord or to the dreadful summit of the cliff that beetles o'er his basin to the sea and there assume some other horrible form which might deprive your sovereignty of reason and draw you into madness think of it the very place puts toys of desperation without more motive into every brain that looks so many fathoms to the sea and hears it roar beneath it waves me still go on i'll follow thee you shall not go my lord hold off your hands be ruled you shall not go my fate cries out and makes each petty artery in this body as hardy as the neman lion's nerve still am i called unhand me gentlemen by heaven i'll make a ghost of him that lets me i say away go on i'll follow thee Exeunt ghost and hamlet the ghost then reveals the story that hamlet has already half suspected namely that his uncle who has just married his mother is guilty of his father's death upon hamlet is laid the burden of revenge end of section forty six this recording is in the public domain